Welcome, welcome one, welcome all to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian, and I am going to talk about swords and wizardry. So I'm trying to do a book a week, uh, a game book a week, and trying to mix it up a little bit. Uh, last week I sort of did two-ish, uh, one, I did a game book and then a game system. Uh, and the week before that I, I, I'm trying to do a one zine and one game book. So this week, the game book I'm doing is a is the core book for a system. I'm actually going to do more than one single book because there's more than one edition of it out there. And that is the Swords and Wizardry book. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to put this out there that one of the, the so Swords and Wizardry, let me tell you what it is first. It's put out by Frog God Bames or published by it. It wasn't always. And it's had different versions and editions that do vary. The one we're talking about is the Swords and Wizardry Complete. Now, Swords and Wizardry, there's the Swords and Wizardry Complete Rulebook, which has been out in print for quite a few years in quite a few printings with different covers and stuff. And then I believe it's currently out available through print on demand through places like Amazon and Drive Through RPG. So I'll put links there. But the current in production version of it is the Swords and Wizardry Complete box set. Now, make sure you're getting the complete, because uh, that's what I'm talking about. I guess you could try the other ones. So, Swords and Wizardry Complete. These are, uh, so what this is, is it's originally, it's a, it's a, it's a BX, OD&D style clone with some slight variations. Really streamlined. I'd say the biggest difference between, a lot of people are playing OSE, Old School Essentials, right now. One of the biggest differences between the Old School Essentials Classic and Swords and Wizardry is that this does not have race as class. Also, there are less rules. And when rules are given, the Swords and Wizardry book often gives you multiple approaches to rules. So it gives you variations and options. So it's very much create your own game, have your own run it the way that works for you in a very simplistic, streamlined manner. I'm a big fan of this. It's one of my favorite retro clones out there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delve into it a bit. Now, the book, the Swords and Wizardry Complete rulebook that I have in front of me is one of the hardbacks. I've got quite a few editions from over the years. Um, but this one, I believe, is a, a more recent printing. It's, it's hardback. The cover is actually an Errol Otis cover, believe it or not. And if you're familiar with uh, classic AD&D and OD&D stuff, you're familiar with Errol Otis's art. He did a lot of covers and other stuff way back in the day. Beautiful blue Errol Otis cover of a what looks to be some sort of fighter, uh, perhaps a magic user and a cleric as they're going up some sort of what looks some sort of big blue lightning elemental of sorts. Wonderful engaging cover. Now, there's also, at current, the box set that is out. And the complete box set has just come out. It is a repackaged form of that same rule book, but split down into little books. Similar to how the OD&D, the original D&D box was, it has, it has books in there for players to roll up player characters. It has a spells and magic book, a referee book, a monsters book, and then there's the player book. It comes with character sheets, dice, and there's also some. There's also an accessory pack available for it now with a DM screen and an adventure and another monster book for it. 
Now, the, the Swords and Wizardry Complete comes with everything you need to run the game. If you buy the box set or if you buy the book. If you buy the hardback book, it's not a very big book. It is, it is uh, I'll double check to see how many pages it is exactly, about 140 pages. But within that 140 pages, you have all the stuff for character creation, all the spells you would need, Plus, you have a, like a bestiary in there, a monster manual, your basic monsters you're going to need to fight. And then you've got all the stuff on, on what a DM would need to start the game. It's, you don't need a whole lot more than that. Now, Swords and Wizardry has a lot of adventures and setting books and other stuff out there made specifically for, that, for it. But at the same time, it's 100% compatible with any of your OSE and classic D&D modules and stuff like that. So there's a lot of material you can use it for. With the Swords and Wizardry, uh, there are a couple monster manuals that they put out for it that even if you're on OSE or anything else, I strongly suggest you pick up. That is Monstrosities, which is just a giant hardback book of monsters, but they also have a print to order, I believe, because it's been out of print. Uh, uh, there's a paperback. And then there's the Swords and Wizardry's Tome of Horrors Complete, which is also a, they're both very massive books of monsters. So there's tons of monsters you can use, some of the best monster manuals and beast books out there for it. Um, but I'm going to get more specifically into the Swords and Wizardry book itself. So let's, let's get down to uh, nuanced uh, uh, details of reviewing this. Now I'm reviewing the book and not, I'm looking through the book for this, the, the hardback book for this with the Errol Otis cover. I'm not necessarily going to tear into the box set as much, but the exact same contents are in both for the most part. The basic classes are not too wide and diverse. You have the assassin, the cleric, the druid, the fighter, magic user, uh, the magic user's magic user, the monk, the paladin, the ranger, the thief, and then you, you go into the races, which are pretty much dwarves, elves, half-elves, and halflings. Uh, I think that it pretty much, that's pretty much where it's at. It goes by the alignment system, similar to uh, how OSE is, if you're familiar with that, where you have uh, law and chaos. You don't have the sixth grid where it's evil, not lawful, or the sixth grid, the, the grid of nine. You just have the three. Now, once again, like I said, in, uh, in Swords and Wizardry, there's not a lot of rules, and when there are rules, they give you variations. They tell you kind of what was missing and what was popular within uh, the older edition and how people played things and stuff like that and how people suggested what was said, et cetera, et cetera. So it goes over to this, kind of let, gives you ideas of what to do. One of the first things is in multi-classing. It gives you multiple ways to do multi-classing if you want to do that in your game. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, I didn't mean to cough, cough my brains out during the podcast. Um, the how to play rules of combat. I believe we had a previous uh, episode where we looked into the Swords and Wizardry at the different combat methods and sequences. Uh, they provide a ascending and descending armor class with every single monster stat in here. And it talks about how to do ascending or descending in your game depending on which you prefer. In the, uh, in the actual stats blocks themselves, if you're familiar with the D&D system and the way it goes, Swords and Wizardry always has the first number for the armor class is the descending, and then the second number in brackets is the higher ascending number. 
So every time you have one of these fellers, you can figure out when these monster books, whichever way you're running it, whichever edition you're running, you can always just grab one, pull it out, plug it in, and you have ascending or descending depending on how you want to go. And that's one of my favorite things about their stat blocks with Swords and Wizardry. And that's one of the things that seems to have carried over to Old School Essentials and a few of the other games. It's becoming a more popular way. Because more people, I'm noticing, who play older editions are really playing more ascending armor class than descending it's quick it's easy it's something that was i thought was a good idea in the third edition when they introduced it and it's something that is kind of seems to be accepted across the board in all editions um okay i'm gonna get back to the book itself and not my opinion of the armor class <laughs> um the different editions that have come out of swords and wizardry um, there's, like I said, there are, I do have a, a paperback, well, I think print to order edition up there on my shelf. I have quite a few. They're all pretty much the same book and compatible if you're getting the complete rule book. Uh, one thing you'll, you, so you can pick up used copies on eBay or anywhere you buy used books. Usually you can find some or print to order copies of the Errol Otis cover or go ahead to the Frog God website. You can pick up the box set. Personally, I find it useful for running a qu quick game or getting a game getting started fast. It's one of the simplest, easiest um, presentations of the game so that, that you can roll up a character quick. The, each of the character classes is about a page long. Everything you need is right there. It's quick to grab it and go. One of the hardest things might be doing equipment. There's some hacks to that that we can share sometimes. One of the other hardest things might be choosing your spells. But it doesn't take long to get going. Most of what you need is right there. And you can have a, game, a character rolled up in literally 5, 10, 15 minutes if you keep to it. And you know what you're doing. You can direct someone that way. So, Swords and Wizardry Complete. I strongly suggest the game. It's one of my all-time favorite versions of the game. It's definitely one of the simplest to pick up and start running. And, uh, and, and that's, that's about all I have. Y'all uh, take care and keep those dice rolling.